Hello and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share with you everything I've learned from years of living on the road through research and experimentation to optimize my health and wellness so that if you're like me and you live on the road too, hopefully you can not only survive but thrive even when you're out of your element. And today I wanted to talk about... Uh, something that I never really thought I would, uh, but something that I noticed uh, I need to change in my diet and figure out something that works for me on the road. And that is my fiber intake. So as always, if you're listening on any of your favorite podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., Google Podcasts, um, take, a check, take a look at our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash at the road coach podcast, because that is where you will see, uh, not only me talking, but you will also see all of the sites that I'm pulling up, uh, on the interweb and you can see where I'm getting my resources from and check them out for yourself to do a little bit further reading. Um, so fiber, interesting topic. Um, when I was younger, I thought, why would anyone care about fiber? Isn't that something that old people need to care about? And who knows? I turned 37 in a couple of months, so maybe I maybe I am old people now. <laughs> um, but as I've gone through this sort of um, experimentation over the past couple of years to try and optimize my health while I'm away from home so often, um, I've really gotten down into the nitty gritty of every little piece of the nutrition puzzle. Um, and fiber is something that I, I literally have never gotten enough of. Um, and it's sort of, you know, the, the need for this is compounded because I, I'm actually in my scrubs right now. You can see uh, for work, the company I work for, we're in the um, gastroenterology space, um, screening for colon cancer, et cetera. Um, and that's what we do is, is um, we help hospitals run their endoscopy programs better. And, and as part of that, I see countless people um, coming in for colonoscopies and often the gastroenterologists or the, the surgeons doing endoscopy um, at the end of the exam, they're looking um, at hemorrhoids of patients and they're telling them, you know, you need to get more fiber in your diet. Um, it's probably... It's probably at least half of the procedures that I see doctors are telling patients to get more fiber. Um, and when I started researching this, I realized that it's actually really hard to get a lot of or to get enough fiber in your diet. And it's really, really important for a lot of reasons. Um, so I'm just going to start here. I've got the, uh, the recommended daily allowance for fiber up. Just this is from Canada um, again, because that's where I'm from. It'll be similar in any country, probably, that you, uh, that you live in because our needs are relatively the same. Uh, we are all human. So Canadian women need 25 grams of fiber per day and men need 38 grams of fiber per day. So why do we need fiber in general? Well, a couple of reasons. Fiber is we don't digest fiber ourselves as humans. There's no mechanism for us to actually use fiber. Um, but our gut bacteria do eat fiber. 
And so eating enough fiber feeds our microbiome. And I'm sure you've heard microbiome, gut health, you know, those are all buzzwords these days. Um, but they are really important because your gut really influences your mood, your overall weight, um, your mental health and your focus. There's so many interplays between the gut and the brain um, that this is something that everyone really should be focused on and making sure that their gut health is in as good a shape as the rest of the things that they try to keep in good shape, like their physical shape, their mental, their spiritual, their emotional, their relationships, you know, your gut health is sort of the foundation of all of this and fiber is a key piece of that. So um, how do we get fiber? How do we get fiber in our diet? So I pulled up a couple of different charts here. Um, this first one is uh, is from the C.S. Mott Children's Hospital in Michigan. Um, and it just has a chart of sort of the various fiber contents in food. And I'm just gonna go through a couple of categories here. Um, in the fruit category, the highest contributor of fiber that they've got listed is, is raspberries. And in a cup of raspberries, there's 8.4 grams of fiber. So if you look at that, um, you'd basically, if you were just getting your fiber from raspberries, and I know that's an oversimplified way to look at it, um, but if you're just getting your fiber from raspberries, you'd have to eat almost five cups of raspberries every single day. Um, so relatively difficult to do. Uh, dried prunes, 10 dried prunes has six grams of fiber. Um, so again, about one sixth of the amount of fiber in 10 prunes that you need in a daily basis. Um, and then when it comes to the rest of fruits, it, it quickly drops off from there. A cup of blueberries has four grams. Uh, a pear has four grams. Uh, two thirds of a cup of raisins has four grams. I don't know who can eat two thirds of a cup of raisins. That is a lot of raisins. <laughs> but I guess some people might. Um, but again, we're just talking fractions of the amount of fiber you need. Going into vegetables, there's some really cool, there's some really um, high fiber vegetables. Um, a lot of them are beans, legumes. So you got baked beans, a cup of baked beans is 14 grams. Again, a cup of baked beans, is a, that's like a whole can of beans. Um, I, I, I certainly couldn't eat all that in one sitting or in one day. Um, and then again, that's only about a third of the fiber you need. Uh, lima beans, a cup of those are 13.2 grams. A cup of pinto beans, 14.7 grams. Um, so you can see a lot of it is in the bean category and it quickly drops off from there when it comes to vegetables. Um, cereal, obviously you've got your brand cereals. Um, I don't personally eat any cereals and when you're on the road, it's very difficult to take cereal with you. So I kind of count that category out for myself and those of you who travel. Um, sometimes you've got cereals in hotels, um, but again, it's hard to know what exactly that is, um, what kind of cereal you're looking at, because oftentimes it's just in like a clear container. Um, so it might look like all brand, for example, but you don't know if it really is. Um, but again, anything with brand in it, all brand uh, from Kellogg's has 10 grams per half cup, which is pretty good. Uh, Brand Buds has 12 grams in a third of a cup, and uh, Fiber One from General Mills has 13 grams in a third of a cup as well. So there's some good cereals for fiber, uh, but again, um, difficult. I mean, those are still all only a third to a or, yeah, third to a quarter ish of the amount of fiber you need on a daily basis. 
So uh, then breads and grains, not much to talk about there. You'd have to eat a ton of it. Um, and then pasta, whole wheat pasta is kind of the best, but again, you're only, you're maxing out around six grams in a cup. And a cup of pasta is probably gonna, I would say minimum be around 300 calories. So you're taking in a lot of energy just to get a little bit of fiber. Um, don't really think it's worth it. Um, and then I pulled up, I pulled up another site as well. Uh, this is from the Mayo Clinic, just because it's got a couple of different things on it um, that I wanted to pull up. Um, but uh, where was the one thing I wanted to pull up? Um, oh, green peas boiled has nine grams of fiber in one cup. Again, that's a lot of peas to eat, um, especially if you don't like peas, because I don't. And um, popcorn. So three cups of popcorn has 3.5 grams of uh, fiber in it. And most of the time we're not eating three cups. Like when I eat popcorn, I eat a bag of popcorn. Um, so a bag of popcorn is more like 10 cups. So you're getting, you know, around 12, 13 grams of, uh, of uh, fiber if you're eating a whole bag of popcorn. So, you know, that's not bad. I'd rather eat a bag of popcorn than I would a cup of baked beans. Um, they have similar fiber contents, so that's something you could probably mix in there every once in a while as well. Um, and then legumes and nuts and seeds, you got, you know, split peas, lentils, black beans, baked beans. We already talked about all these things. They're all pretty good sources of fiber. Um, but again, you got to eat like, you know, two to three cups a day to get your fiber intake. And, and I don't think anyone's eating two to three cups of lentils a day. Um, interestingly enough, you can get these little bags of... I forget what the brand is, but you can get little bags of dried lentils as like a snack. Um, you can get them at the airport, um, you can get them at the grocery store, but they are literally just dried out lentils with different flavorings on them, like chips. So you can get like salt and vinegar, you can get ketchup, you can get barbecue, um, you can just get regular salt and pepper. Um, and they're a great little snack. They're crunchy, they're like eating peanuts, but the, the calorie content is way less protein content's way better and the fiber content is way better. So those little bags of, of uh, lentils are really great. Um, and then uh, chia seeds are actually pretty good. Um, 10 grams of fiber in an ounce. However, an ounce of chia seeds is like two tablespoons. That is a lot of chia seeds. You're gonna have a lot of chia stuck in your teeth if you're mixing that in your yogurt. Um, sometimes I'll put chia in my yogurt um, if I'm just going for a day or two and I can pack some lunches. Uh, but again, I'm putting like one or two teaspoons, not two tablespoons, because um, it was it would that's a, it's a lot. Measure that out, and you'll see it's it'd be difficult to eat that much. Um, so those are your those are your fiber contents. Um, so interestingly enough, this is the first time I've done this, but I decided to go to ChatGPT um, to see what to see what AI said about fiber. Uh, so this is what ChatGPT said. It said it helps with regulate bowel movements, as we talked about. It lowers cholesterol levels. It stabilizes blood sugar. It promotes a feeling of fullness, um, which can aid in weight management. And here's how it tells. Here's how ChatGPT says to get more fiber, eat more fruits and vegetables. Well, that's a given. We should probably all eat more fruits and vegetables. However, on the road, it's very difficult to do. It's hard to find high quality fruits and vegetables when you're constantly traveling from airport to hotel to restaurant. Whole grains, we talked about that as well. Legumes and beans, we've talked about nuts and seeds. Again, good option, but nuts are very high in fat and high in calories. So you can easily overeat if you're trying to get your fiber from nuts and seeds. 
Um, then we talked about popcorn. Um, increase your water intake is a big one that it says here because fiber works best when you're well hydrated. So it's, it is a bulking agent and some forms of fiber can hold water, which is why it helps you be more regular with your bowel movements and it helps decrease hemorrhoids because you're not pushing as hard. Um, and obviously it says plan your meals, um, which is something that if you live on the road, you really, really have to be cognizant of, but it's very difficult to do. Um, so then I looked up some different supplements with ChatGPT and it said psyllium husk is the number one recommended fiber. So it's a, it's a water soluble, um, it helps soften stools, it makes a gel-like substance when it's mixed with water, um, so it promotes regular bowel, bowel movements. And then it's got a couple other ones here, uh, methyl cellulose, inulin. Um, inulin I thought was interesting because it's a soluble fiber that occurs naturally and it's a in some plants it's a prebiotic, meaning it helps feed the bacterial or the beneficial bacteria in your gut, promoting gut health along with the benefits of fiber. So I thought, Hmm, that might be a good place to look if I'm trying to get more fiber. And then they have wheat dextrin here, again, a soluble fiber, and then cal uh, calcium polycarbophil and glucomannan, or glucomannan. It's a soluble fiber from the cognac plant. So a lot of these are plant-based um, supplements. Um, but again, you know, from this list and what's readily available on the market, and especially stuff that's sort of travel ready to be on the road, um, inulin looks like a good option because it's also a prebiotic. So I like that idea. And then psyllium husk is the most, um, psyllium husk gives you the benefits of sort of bowel movements and water retention. Um, and, uh, and it's the most commonly recommended. So those are kind of the two that I'm going to look at moving forward, um, and see what we've got. So what have I been doing the last little while as I'm trying to figure out how I get more fiber in my diet? I've actually been eating a lot of this stuff. These are called smart sweets. Um, if you haven't heard of them, they're great. They're, they're like candies, they're gummy candies, but they're not made with sugar. They're made with plant-based oligosaccharides. And so there's very little sugar in them, but it's still like eating candy. And the beauty of them is they've got a ton of fiber. Um, so if you look at this, a 50 gram bag is 130 calories, which is not a lot. You know, a 50 gram bag is, you know, they're about three inches by four inches. It's a decent sized bag of candy um, with only 130 calories, very little sugar and a ton of fiber. So that 17 grams there for me is like 60%, almost 55% you know, of, my, of my fiber for the day, just with a bag of what feels like candy that I'm eating. Now it's hard to eat for me right now, recovering from jaw surgery because it's gummy candy. So I kind of have to just suck on it and, um, and swallow it, but it does help get that extra fiber, um, that I'm not getting in my diet otherwise, because especially being on mostly liquid diet, it's hard to get any fiber at all. Um, so this is the type of fiber that it's made from. It's called, they're called oligosaccharides. They're plant-based oligosaccharides. And, um, again, they can't be broken down by the digestive tract. They travel through your gut all the way to the colon where they feed and support the growth of beneficial bacteria. And because of these, they're considered prebiotics, a source of prebiotic fiber. So um, that's an option for you. These smart sweets, they come in, there's lots of different options for you uh, if you wanna take bags of these on the road, but they're pretty spite, they're pretty pricey. They're like four bucks or so uh, a bag. And so you're eating that every day, that adds up, especially with all the other protein and supplements and stuff that you have to take if you wanna optimize all of your nutrition. 
$4 a day is a lot to ask for. So, um, so this isn't sustainable for me, but it's an option right now. So then I started to look up, you know, what are some inulin options? So they, they make just pure inulin fiber powder. Uh, so this is one that's, I believe is made in Canada. Uh, it's on Amazon for $28.49 uh, right now, Canadian dollars. And it says it's got 106 doses in it, uh, but it doesn't say what a dose is. So I looked that up elsewhere. And this is very difficult to see. It's kind of blurry on my screen, but it's because it's a picture of the nutrition label. Uh, but what it says here is that one to two level teaspoons uh, up to three times a day, but one teaspoon is 2.5 grams and two teaspoons is five grams. So uh, five grams of, of uh, five grams of inulin um, or five grams of the equivalent dietary fiber <clears throat> would be two servings of this, I guess. Um, so when I do the math on that, if I wanted to get sort of 15 grams or just, you know, just under half of my, uh, of my protein per day, um, or my protein, sorry, of my fiber per day, then I need, what was that? It is point, I would need six servings essentially. So it would be $1.62 a day. So still cheaper if I'm doing something like this than the smart sweets candy that I have been eating, but it's still a fairly high, um, a fairly high cost per day just for your fiber, right? And also from taking six teaspoons of this stuff, traveling that amount of powder around is, is difficult when I'm also taking, you know, protein powder and other, you know, um, all the other sort of powders that I'm taking. Um, but again, you could mix it all together just sort of into like daily servings and pack that in your suitcase with a shaker cup. Um, so it's doable, um, but may not be the best option. So I'm going to keep researching this as well. Um, and then uh, inulin versus psyllium. What's the difference, right? So um, I looked, I got this up from pedia.com and it shows, shows you the differences. So um, inulin is a polysaccharide in certain plant foods where psyllium fiber is a dietary fiber that helps relieve constipation. Inulin is fermented in the gut, which makes it a prebiotic, helps it feed your good bacteria. Um, but psyllium fiber is not fermented in the gut and retains its water holding capacity throughout the large intestine. Um, inulin is naturally found in plants, such as onions, artichokes, chicory root, and, and psyllium is a fiber derived from the seeds of Plantigo ovata plant. So it's from a specific plant. Um, and then inulin, it says, can improve gut health and boost the immune system, prevent certain types of cancers, such as colon cancer, the business I'm in, uh, which is pretty appealing to me, uh, whereas psyllium fiber helps improve digestive health, relieving constipation, lowering cholesterol, and reducing the risk of heart disease. So both of them are good for different reasons, and both of them are different sources of fiber. Um, and then uh, I brought this up from Performance Lab as well. This is a company that, uh, that makes different supplements, of course. Um, so they've got their own bias as well, but they give a good little overview um, showing that, you know, several studies confirm that an inulin rich diet can improve the gut environment. Um, two weeks of consuming vegetables rich in inulin results in a 3.8 uh, fold increase in a, um, a certain positive bacteria. I'm not gonna try and butcher the pronunciation um, in the gut, but psyllium on the other hand, uh, is typically consumed for their high fiber and mucilage content, which bulks up the stool and offers laxative effects. 
um, but it also soothes the GI tract, reduces cholesterol, and helps regulate blood sugar. So it really depends what you're trying to get from your fiber, but all of them are good. Um, so in contrast to, to, to inulin, psyllium is not fermented in the gut. It retains its water holding capacity through the large intestine. Um, and as a result, it pulls water in and helps move the stool through the colon. So if you suffer from hemorrhoids, a psyllium husk is going to be a better fiber for you probably. Um, if, you're not, if you don't have issues with um, being regular in the bowel department and you want better gut health, it sounds like inulin is the way to go. But again, this research is not complete, so I'm probably going to do another episode on this. Um, and I'm still looking for the best supplement and the best combination of foods for me to make sure that I'm getting enough fiber. Um, so basically on this website from Performance Lab, and they've got their own supplement that combines the two. Um, it says psyllium is the way to go if you're looking for bowel health and regularity, but inulin is a prebiotic that's a direct energy source for bacteria in the gut and helps to support the proliferation of certain beneficial strains. Um, so I think in the short term, because um, I don't want to eat $4 worth of gummy candies every day to get the rest of the fiber that I'm not getting from my diet, I think I'm going to move to a combination of inulin and probably do half and half inulin and, uh, and psyllium husk and just see where that goes. So I'll update you guys in a couple of weeks on a future episode on how that's going for me and how it's working out. But if you have any suggestions on great fiber supplements or things that I've missed in this episode, any information that I may have missed, um, feel free to reach out anytime. You can comment on this video on YouTube. I read everything that you write, uh, or you can reach out to me uh, at RJ Crate on Instagram as well. Um, you can find me there. Or Give us a rating on any of your uh, favorite podcasting apps and you can write a review there as well uh, and comment on anything that you think I should do episodes on or people you'd like me to interview or topics you'd like me to cover. So that's it for this episode. And until next time, I hope you're thriving, even if you're out of your element. Cheers.